from us in the auditor perspective, we get to see a lot of that. We get to see all the tips and tricks that they have to help save these companies money. And, you know, I'm sure you hear a lot in the news of these like Amazon, Facebook, and how they can get away with paying no federal income tax, right? And they're doing it. And, and you know, you don't see them, you know, be really being investigated for it. And the reason is they're doing everything by the books. They're just really good at following every little tricks and every little tips, every little loopholes they can find in the tax code, which is super complicated and long. And then they apply it to the company. Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a conscious e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses, and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tandiono, and welcome to the Conscious E-Commerce Leaders Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious E-Commerce Leaders Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about taxes. I know, I know it's not everybody's favorite topic, but if you want to save a decent amount of money on your taxes or you want to increase your after-tax profits, make sure to listen to today's episode. I have Alan Chen with me here. He is a certified public accountant. He's uh, one of the founding partners of freecashflow.io which is a leading accounting and consulting agency based out of Los Angeles, California. And they are focused on one niche and one niche only, which is online business owners, especially those in the e-commerce space. And Alan, along with his uh, partner, uh, has over 20 plus years combined in the fields of audit, accounting, compliance, taxes, and he has worked with even those larger multinational and nine-figure plus companies. So make sure that you listen to what he has about to say here. And his agency offer an inclusive package where they take care of everything, whether it's tax planning, uh, sales tax filing, and your threshold strategies, bookkeeping, smart cash flow allocations, and all of that stuff. So in fact, they are so confident that they can help you save money that they provide a money back guarantee. So there's totally no risk to you at all. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And what I love about Alan is he actually ran a Shopify store before. So He's an expert when it comes to taxes and accounting, but he also understands like the day-to-day challenges of an e-commerce entrepreneurs. So I'm so excited to have Alan here. Alan, welcome to the show. Hey, Vincent. Thank you so much for having me on the show and uh, thank you for the amazing introduction. Yeah, Alan. So I'm just curious here. Tell me a bit about your background and what got you to start your agency and especially what got you to like focus on, especially on online business. Okay. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm, my, my name is Alan. I'm a CPA. Um, I'm actually originally from uh, Brooklyn, New York. And then my family moved down to the South where I got my uh, master's of accounting and then got my, got my CPA license and actually started my career at uh, Ernst & Young, one of, the, one of the big four accounting and auditing agencies. And from there, you know, you get to see a lot of these, you know, companies that Vincent, you're talking about, these multinational billion dollar companies, companies that, you know, have the money and power to hire like whole team of lawyers and accountants to do all their tax and compliance work. Right. And then from us in the auditor perspective, we get to see a lot of that. We get to see all the tips and tricks that they have to help save these companies money. And, you know, I'm sure you hear a lot in the news of these like Amazon, Facebook, and how they can get away with 
paying no federal income tax, right? And they're doing it and, and you know, you don't see them, you know, be really being investigated for it. And the reason is they're doing everything by the books. They're just really good at following every little tricks and every little tips, every little loopholes they can find in the tax code, which is super complicated and long. And then they apply it to the company. So um, for, for me, from this learning, um, and then from my Shopify experience last year, which is, which is pretty incredible, but I can tell how hardworking entrepreneurs are because I was also a one-man team trying to do everything. Um, from that learning, I was like, well, a lot of these business owners are already struggling with so much stuff they're doing, you know, like site building, figuring out Facebook ads, getting banned from Facebook, and then doing inventory, talking to suppliers in China. They don't, they don't, they don't really have time to worry about accounting and tax. You know, it's probably one of the last things they think about, but it's, it's so important. And that's why we really want to educate them on in this space, right? We, we realize that this is very much needed. These guys really need the help and someone who really understands their business and not just a generalist. So that's kind of our, I guess, inspiration for me and my two partners to start up this agency, Free Cashflow. Yeah, exactly. Like what you say, like usually Texas is like an afterthought, right? Yeah, <laughs> so like for, for sure. those, Usually that's when uh, tax filing season is, right? So that's when they start to worry about it. And especially yeah. for those in the U.S., when this episode comes out, it's probably uh, tax filing season has already passed. And well, hopefully you have already filed your taxes if you're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, hopefully. So, hopefully <laughs> by May yeah. This year, because of the pandemic, they gave people a little bit extra time, mm-hmm. right? Normally it's April 15, but this year was May 17. So I think uh, we're, we're, we're recording right now around May 12. I know when, when it is airs, hopefully everyone has already done, done yeah. their taxes. Yeah, so uh, tell us like, why should people do that tax planning early or because they have like already like, this is like tax season is done. <laughs> I probably don't need to worry for it for another year. But why should they like do their tax planning early? And why should they even care maybe like to even listen to this episode right now? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Vincent. So uh, there's this misconception, right? That tax planning is only around the April 15 or the May 17 date, right? It's like, oh, I mean, I have, I have I'm 20 days left, 15 days left. I need to go do my taxes, right? So actually, that is a huge myth because that's actually the end of the tax cycle, right? If you yeah. think about it, the taxes that matters is everything that happened the last year, right? So if you're filing right now, you know, May of 2021, you're doing your 2020 taxes, right? You're doing, you're caring about what happened during the year between January and December, 2020. So um, a lot of time when you only think about taxes now, you're missing out a lot of ta- possible tax deductions and credits that you could be doing and planning for during the year of the tax year. Right. So this is actually the last the last part where they're like, there's a ton of things you actually can't do anymore. But if you do your tax planning as you go. Right. So I know a lot of people like stop thinking about taxes at, at this point of, the, of this when this episode air. But actually, this is a great time to start thinking about it for next year. You know, what can you do on a month to month basis in your business? How do you plan around it to maximize all the tax deductions available to you? Like the U.S. loves entrepreneurs, you know, and they really reward people for starting businesses. So and it's, it's really a shame if you, you know, give away the hard earned money, especially I know, I know how, how hard it is in Shopify. Like Shopify, when I was doing Shopify last year, I, I would work till like, you know, 3 a.m. Because I, I, have, I have a family, so I only can do, I only can do Shopify at nighttime. So I'll, I'll go 3 a.m. I was like, oh, man, this is so much work. This is so much to do well, one man team, I was like, I, I, there's no, no way I have time to think about like tax and stuff, but you're really giving away another form of, re- of like, I'll say revenue, another stream of revenue. If you don't really plan for your tax planning um, all year round. Yeah, that's excellent. And so apart from, let's say they are just doing it, thinking about it when taxi, at the end of the tax season, what you say is the uh, one serious issue that you see e-commerce uh, entrepreneurs, um, that they have when it comes to, or, or things that they're not paying attention to when it comes to taxes? 
Yeah. So um, I think a lot, when a lot of people think about taxes, they only look at, you know, what they need to pay to the IRS on a federal level, or maybe even a state income level, right? And they forget about the third element, which is sales tax. And sales tax is, is a beast these days, right? Ever since the, uh, the court case that was passed a couple years ago, uh, Self-Decoder versus Wayfair, it really uh, expanded the amount of online business owners that are affected by sales tax. Because what it used to be is what they call physical nexus, which is basically just means that if you're in that state, if you're physically located in a state or you have a warehouse in a state or you have employees in a state, that's the only time when you trigger sales tax. But now what they have is called economic nexus, which means as long as you have a concentration of customers or sales in a certain state, you trigger, you trigger sales tax in that state and you have to file and remit sales tax to that state. So if you think about online owners, right? They, they probably sell everywhere internationally and probably all 50 states, right? If, they're, if, they're, if they care about US, US customers, that could mean that if they don't really watch out for sales tax, it can get out of control fast. So if you, you, you're scaling really fast, right? You're like, oh, I found my product. It's doing really well. I'm in the seven to eight product range. You could possibly be, uh, have tax implications in as much as 20 to 30 states. Right. And, and a lot of people don't think, think sales taxes, oh, you know, I just take the state tax rate and just, you know, multiply it by my sales. But I, I really wish it was that simple, Vincent. The US really makes sales tax really complicated because not only is there a state rate, there's a city rate, there's a local rate, there's a district rate. You know, they really get down to it. Like this local jurisdiction rates that you have to add to combine it with the state income tax rate to get the true customer rate. So, you know, what, what one of the things we do with our client is we do a like a really in-depth customer concentration report where we really break it down for them to let them know, even like on a zip code level or on a county level, where these customers actually belong. And then we try to figure it out to them, okay, this is these are the states that you have cost threshold on, and this is what you should be, should be doing now. But also on the other side, since we understand each state's threshold rules, we can also tell them things like, okay, this state's very lenient. So you actually have, even though you cost it right now, you have until January 1st of next year. So don't worry about it. Or this state is super strict. As soon as you pass it on May 12th, on May 13th, they make you pay, right? So don't, don't get penalized because penalty is very steep for this stuff. Like some states charge as much as 20, 30% of your sales tax if you don't pay on time. So you don't want to be the one doing those that forget about it and then get a letter in the mail about it. So yeah, that's, that's going to hit you hard in the back end. Is sales tax also like a yearly thing that you file or is that like quarterly or how does that work? Yeah. So um, it really depends on your revenue level. So oh, okay. I would say that people who are making more than uh, 300K in revenue, it, uh, they ask for it on a quarterly level or you had to pay penalties for underpayment. If you, if you don't make that much, if you only make, you know, like 20, 30,000 a year on an annual level, it's just fine. Uh, but if you do, if you are in a six figure or above range, I, I would definitely advise you to see if you uh, are, they are making you pay on a quarterly level. Then, then you really got to look, look at it every like Q1, Q2, Q3, you know, in the March, June, September range. Yeah. Actually, an interesting fact is that I used to sell on Amazon also. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And that was actually it was a few years back. So that was the time when they started this sales tax thingy. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember yeah. it was very confusing. And I, I believe it yeah, it's definitely evolved and maybe even more confusing now. So is there like any apps or any software to like help to track, especially like you, you were mentioning, like you have to track like which where the customers are, even down to the zip code level. Is there any app or software that can help them do that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's uh, because of how confusing it is. And one, one good thing about Amazon is Amazon does help you remit it. So if you are just a primary Amazon FBA seller, I think you have a little bit less headache than you're on the Shopify side. Shopify, they just they you're on your own, you know, <laughs> you're on your oh, own okay. to, to know how to remit the amount, the right amount and everything. Uh, but uh, yes, there are uh, software out there that we can recommend. Uh, one is called Avalara. 
and one is called tax jar. Uh, these are basically made just for, um, you can kind of import your customer's list inside them and then they'll, they'll run the correct tax rate for you, for you out, out of it. But one thing I do want to caution is it, it is, it is software. So it is automation. So they're not going to do the analysis part for you. So if you do have ways where you can, you know, hopefully not have to pay a certain state, they won't tell you that, right? You, you just get right. go, go and we made this money, but it is a, it is, it is a great shortcut. If you just have no idea what you're doing and just need a software to hopefully get close enough, right. To not get so much penalty. So it, it is, it is great for that. Yeah. And when it comes to taxes, also some people think about like tax deductions, right? So what are some of those like uh, not so well-known tax deductions that e-commerce businesses they can use? Yeah, so we have, so we have a little YouTube channel. We actually just made a video of like the, the three easiest tax deductions that online business owners can take advantage of. So I'm gonna explain some of those for you guys. So um, one really really good one is if you guys don't know is you know with the whole pandemic going on, a lot of businesses are moving from you know having an office outside to bring it in in house now, right? They just have a home office now. So the home office deduction is one that I would say the most sought after deduction right now because. There's two ways of calculating it. One, there's the, the really simple way, which I, you know, if I can recommend if you guys are still doing taxes on your own, this is what you use. And it's really simple ways, it's really easy. All you do is you look at how much space in your house you use. So say you have a thousand square foot apartment or house, right? And your office space is 200 square foot of that. You just take 200 square foot and then you times it by the standard rate that they give you, which is $5 per square foot. So in this case, you just get 200 times five, you get a $1,000 tax deduction from your home office. That's a simple way. So you at least get some deduction. The little bit more involved way, it's called the actual method. And the actual method is like the name indicates is you actually get a percentage of the amount of, of, of space you use in your home for your deduction. So that's when, it, when the calculation comes in. So if you use, you know, 300 square foot of your home of a thousand square foot of home, that's 30%, right? A thousand divided by 300. So you take, you can, that means you can take 30% of a lot of things used at home. So that includes like utilities, rent, um, any kind of maintenance and repair things you do around the house, uh, any kind of repairs. Um, so home mortgage insurance, uh, rental insurance. Uh, so a lot of bunch of things you can take. And that's a, that's a really big deduction. Like for a couple of our uh, tax clients, we were able to get them around like $20,000, $30,000 in tax deduction for this. So it was, a, it was a huge deal being able to do a little more analysis for them and not just take the simple method. Number of it's great, but if, you, if you're going to hire an accountant, make sure they do the more complicated way because you're paying them to do that, right? And uh, that's, that's one. Another great one is for um, those of you starting out, there's what they call a startup deduction, a startup cost deduction. So it's for those that are just starting out their business, right? So the IRS grant you guys a $5,000 tax deduction for those of you just starting out your business, which is great because you're just starting out, you're not probably not making too much money yet right now, right? So how the start cost deduction works is you can take any kind of deductions you um, normally do to really figure out if you're going to start this business, right? So it's things like product research. It's the only kind of product research app you guys buy or just general product research, any kind of uh, traveling to you know, look at suppliers. Like if you go travel, if you go travel to China to check out the inventory or check out the supplies there, that would count on your startup costs. There's organizational costs. So any kind of filings, legal filings, um, you know, structuring of your LLC, things like that, any kind of dose charge, they always do these, these things will qualify uh, for the startup cost deduction. So I would say, just make sure you keep a good record of all those three things. And the last one is uh, people can start doing more of is travel, right? So um, your business meals and your mileage is two big ones that people, I hope people don't forget about. So uh, it used to be that you can take 50% of your business meals for running your business, right? So, and that's great. But actually with the whole COVID going on, the IRS just uh, implemented a new rule 
where you can use 100% of your business meal costs going forward, starting 2021 and forward. So it's, it's even a more of a can't miss deduction for those guys out there. And the reason is because they, they're trying to revitalize the restaurant industry, right? So they're like, they're trying to encourage more people to go out and eat at restaurants because they're trying to, you know, build them up. So yeah, right now it's a hundred percent deduction. So definitely go, don't be afraid to eat, order that lobster, Vincent, you know, next time you go out, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're going to take that deduction, because it's hundred percent, you know, you get the full meal deducted. Yeah. So when it comes to like uh, filing those um, tax deduction claims, is there like anything, how do they know? whether this can be deducted or this cannot, uh, where, do, where do you draw the line, like whether this is business related or not business related? And is there any, any type of filing that they need to do? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. So uh, one thing we always encourage um, business owners to do, Vincent, is to, we, we want them to really separate their personal expenses and their business expenses, right? Commingling them is really bad. Like if you if you go through, if you somehow get audited by the IRS, right? They raise facts, like, hey, I don't think you, supposed to take this much deduction they're going to first look at do you have did you separate your expenses out very well right did you, did you keep a separate log a separate bookkeeping and separate bank account and separate business uh, credit card that can account for just the business side of your expenses now i, I know your the second part of your question is how can you tell if something you're buying yeah. is for business use i i think um it's i honestly it's if you if if it's in a reasonable person's mind why this piece of something that you bought can be used as business expense, I would say, don't be afraid to take it, right? If it can, if it can in any way help you with your business, uh, I would say you can claim it. So like, for example, if you go out and buy a laptop, right? Um, a laptop uh, these days are one of the most essential things to run an online business, right? You, you, you need to use the laptop. So I, I would say if a business owner comes to you and say, can I take, can I use, can I write on my laptop? It's like, yeah, go for it. You know, and if, if they're, and then, and then, you know, if they're out um, and, they're, and they're, they're working all day, and they're saying, hey, I went out to eat. Can I take my business meal deduction? I was like, yeah, you're, you're, full, see, if you're a full-time entrepreneur, right? That means your whole day you're working on your business. So it's very hard to claim that that meal is for personal or for some other work, right? I mean, like, if you're, if you're still, like, one of those entrepreneurs out there who still, like, you know, have a day job and you're working on your business on the side, then I'll say it gets a little bit more muddled, right? Where you can, whether there's some deduction you can take or not. But as a full-time, you know, you're 100% dedicated to your business and brand. Uh, there's, I would say there's a lot of things that you, you, sh- you should be able to claim and, and, and you, should, you should do it, right? You should, you should do it. But um, as far as like getting in like a better education, we uh, actually have a, a course out there, Vincent. It's called Tax-Free Ecom. And we've, we've, we're trying to fill this gap of like the lack of education and the, and the too much, I would say, Google searching and not finding the right answer sometimes. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. when you Google search, you get like conflicting answers, right? You know, when it's exactly. like, I, I don't know which one to, I don't know which one to believe. So we kind of try to make it more of an authoritative guy where like, hey, we're telling you these are the things you're allowed to take so you can take it with confidence. So that's kind of why we, 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 we spend three months filming this course so we can educate kind of like the online business owners out there who, who, are, who have these questions just like you, you do, Vincent. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. And one other thing here is that like many of our listeners, they are based in US, but there are also some of them that have businesses outside the US but they are mm-hmm. selling within US or they are thinking about it. So what are some of the things that they need to think about? Like, do they need to like set up an LLC or when it comes to taxes and all, this, all of those things? Like, uh, what are some of the things that they need to think about? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question, Vincent. So um, for, for our international sellers out there who's trying to, you know, trying to set up something in the US, 
yeah, definitely 100%. I recommend you guys set up an LLC. And so there's, a, there's, a, there's actually a huge advantage I want to tell you about, Vincent, mm-hmm. for international sellers. Okay, that's, that's more than domestic guys with the US base. So for, for someone like me, right, who's I'm, I'm actually based in Los Angeles, California right now, mm-hmm. um, I have no choice but to start my LLC in California because mm-hmm. I physically live in the state, right? So even if I go and start in like a Delaware LLC, California's going to say, you live here, you're going to have to start like another LLC in California. So there's, there's almost oh. no point. Yeah, yeah. So that, I know a lot of people don't know about that. And when you Google search, it's a very confusing topic, by the way. But for the international guys out there, you guys, since you guys don't physically are located in, in anywhere in the US, you get mm-hmm. to pick and choose. You know, you can pick yeah. the, the states with the, the best filing fees, the best annual reports, you know, the, the anonymity, like anonymous, some states are anonymous. They don't, they don't tell anyone like who, who the real owner of an LLC is, right? So you can pick like the best advantage states. And, and usually the, the most recommended ones are like, you know, the, the Wisconsin, the Nevadas, um, Florida, sometimes Delaware. Um, mm. So I, I would say like for the international guys out there, you guys should pick, of course, pick a state that's most advantageous for you, set up your LLC. And because, you know, it brings you a lot of benefits as far as having one. Um, mm-hmm. You can possibly set up a U.S. bank account and, you know, you can mm-hmm. accept money in USD and keep it in USD, right? So then you don't have to go mess with transfer rates. Um, you can uh, also expand and get business credit card, which is, you know, business, I think from what I'm hearing, uh, I, I don't know about it in, in other uh, countries, but U.S. credit cards apparently gives some of the best point, like point rewards, right? Yeah, the yeah. credit card points rewards. Like, uh, I know one of the chase cards that I really recommend a lot of our clients get, you get three times points for ad spend. You know, mm-hmm. so I know a lot of people spend money on Facebook ads, right? Google ads and stuff. So that's three times whatever they spend. So if they spend 50,000, that's 150,000 points. You know, that's, that's like a first class ticket somewhere, you know, yeah. if you want to come visit the US and stuff, right? So uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend that they do sell LLC because it gives them a lot of benefits. And uh, that, that's something that, uh, you know, if people are interested, they can, they can come and, and DM me about and, and talk, we can talk more extensively about because there are certain um, things you got to follow to make sure you set up correctly. So because mm-hmm. the US are a little bit strict about it. If you just like, some international person who they don't really know who you are trying to sell business here. So you do want to do it the right way and prove to them that you are trying to do a legitimate business here yeah. in the U.S. Is there any any downsides to creating an LLC? Uh, creating an LLC? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're trying to do things, you know, on, the, on the up and up, like you're, you're trying to be like clean and legal, I think the best way to do it is LLC. But yes, I mean, there is, there is a downside, meaning that there are, you know, once you set up an LLC, you do you are responsible for filing uh, reports for it. You know, for for having the LLC. Like even if you don't make any money, you do need to remember to to file that report every year, to say that hey, I'm I'm still running this LLC, it's still active. You know, and things like that. Um, as far as tax implications, I think for international sellers, now this really depends on the country you're from. So I know, like for example, uh, I was just talking to someone from Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong has amazing tax rates for that country. You know, I think it's right. known as one of the tax havens, right? Mm-hmm. So him being a Hong Kong citizen, um, he can uh, basically, um, when he set up an LLC, he can put only certain parts of his business in the US side and the rest is just on his, his Hong Kong um, business setup, right? Where then he might not be have to be subject to the US taxes where he's saying, okay, I, I make most of my money on the Hong Kong side. So Hong Kong is a, is a territorial tax system. So they only tax you on money you make in that country. You know, where U.S. is a worldwide tax system where, you know, if you're a U.S. citizen, it doesn't matter where you're located, they'll tax you for that money. You know, so it's, it's, it's a huge advantage if you're in certain countries that have really good tax rates and you're just trying to set up a U.S. LLC just for a part of your business or it's like a service part of your business. So then you don't get a lot of tax hits, I would say, that, um, you know, a U.S. citizen would, would have to do if you, if you physically right. live in the U.S. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. 
So I'm curious about this. Like you also have uh, services that you offer. And so what's the difference between what you do versus like those typical accountant CPAs um, that you can find on Google or those even on Fiverr, right? <laughs> so yeah. what are some of those differences? <laughs> you really can. These days, yeah, you can find anyone to do your uh, bookkeeping or anything anywhere, right? Like Upworks, Fiverr, anywhere. Yeah, so I think um, one of the things I would, uh, I mean, like for like listeners out there to really hone in on is, when you hire a professional like that, you really want that person to have a, a deep understanding of your business, right? Mm. Someone who's not who's not going to come in and just say, "Oh, let me just give me your numbers. I'll I'll put it on the form and file it for you." Like 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 in, in, in serious tone, Vincent. Like filing a tax return is not too complicated. You know, if you right. can read can read some form, put on put in some numbers, it's 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 kind of easy. The hard part is the analysis behind it, right? Is understanding what tax deductions you qualify for and what credit you you guys should be taking on that form, right? Because if you're just putting some numbers down and at the end of the day, you're like, oh, you, you have a you know $40,000 tax bill and you gotta pay it, that, that's that. It's like, it feels bad, you know, when you don't have an, a, a good enough explanation of why you're paying so much. And you're just like, well, I guess this, this guy I hired from Fiverr told me I have to pay this. You put it on the form, it must be correct. So I, I don't wanna get in trouble with the mm -hmm. IRS, I better pay it. So that feels really bad for us. What, what we do is, you know, we're very like personalized service. We're, we're not just the type of, I would say, uh, accounting firm that just stays with you during tax season. And then disappears. Mm. We're kind of like your outsourced uh, CFO office, if you would, where we're always around for questions. Like when we get a new client, we immediately set them up in a Slack channel. And then we have a, basically a one-on-one -on -one, communication channel with them, right? Where anytime they have a question, they just pop in and ask it instead of Google to ask us, right? And then we, we, and we will try to answer them within one day. And then that's kind of like how we work for all, everything that we offer, right? For, uh, for our bookkeeping, for our sales tax, for our, um, and, you know, federal income tax and filings. We, we try to make it so that they have a, a control and understanding over everything we're doing for them and why when we're doing it for them, we're doing it based because we have all this data. We have all this e-com and online business data that we can compare their books to, right? We can say, hey, this guy is also a nutritional brand. You're a nutritional brand. He can get this, this, this deduction and this credit. You, you are in a similar revenue level, similar COG situation. Why couldn't you get this deduction, right? So we don't miss. We don't miss on this because of our algorithmic way of looking at it. We, we run it through our system so then you don't miss out on the deductions you're supposed to be taking. And that's, that's real money back in your pocket, Vincent. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's like that 40,000 tax bill, you know, maybe reduced to 20,000, right? That's, that's 20,000 back that you can put into your business to help grow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. So uh, for those listeners who may not be ready for your services, but let's say the revenue is not there yet. Uh, you also, Alan, you were mentioning just now about your tax-free uh, tax e-com uh, course. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, for, our, for our agency side, you know, we, we really do want to only take on clients that we really feel like we can help, right? We don't mm -hmm. want unhappy clients at, at our agency, right? We really want those, those type of help. And, and usually for us, we notice that that's, the range for that is around, like we we'll say 500K to 5 million around, around that number so for but then we do also get a lot of messages from people that are under that number but still they they have made a good significant amount of money and they worry about taxes and keeping them up at night right yeah. so for those guys our response was we uh we spent three months we film a, a like a nine module uh a online i would say tax business strategy and bookkeeping course for them mm -hmm. And basically all these modules breaks down all the things that they really should know about as they start their business and start, they start to grow the business. So they don't run into any of these like pitfalls and forgetting to do things, right? We really tell them every compliance thing they should be worried about. We tell them all the tax deductions they could be taking. We tell them all the business strategies they can be implementing. And the thing is, you know, when they take this course, you know, even if they don't end up working with us, that's fine. 
I want them to be able to have the education to ask the right questions to their whoever accountant or CPA they're working with. They're like, hey, you know, <laughs> there's a course I, I listened to. It talked about R&D credit, you know. Why, what are you, have you looked into that for me? You know, and I think that education is just key. You know, we, we don't, we don't expect them that just because they, uh, they took this course, they're going to do everything themselves. I think it, the more important thing is just education, having that knowledge that I should be looking out for this. I shouldn't be missing out on this much money. You know, just, just retirement options that I can take, right? Like, like, like these solo 401k plan that's just built for entrepreneurs that I, I can be missing out on like $50,000 tax deduction possibly and help grow my retirement income. So it's, it's things like that, that I, we, 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 that's why we really put hard, hard work behind this course and really want to get this course out there to um, help fill that gap. We feel like it's not a, a vowel in the online business e-com space right now. Yeah, that's excellent. So how do they go about uh, signing up for this course? And I believe you also have a special discount, right? That you have for our listeners. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Anything for you, Vincent. So yeah, we have a uh, we have a discount code. I think we're gonna it's gonna be called Vincent Dash Twenty. I'll, I'll I'll definitely send that to you, Vincent. But it's for uh, listeners of your podcast, so then they can um, really take advantage of this course at this discounted rate. We we really see it being you know jam packed with value. You know, hundreds of thousand dollars of savings in there, and it's, I think really it's really gonna open up your eyes um, on a lot of the business strategies and tax. Um, things that we may not have get, got a chance to talk about on this podcast, but it's all in there. It's it's really value packed. And uh, if you if you guys do want to take advantage of it, we we have the course at our free de- free cashflow.io uh, backslash course, and you can access it. I can include inclu- uh, give that you that links to Vincent um, to include. But yeah, it's uh, just check check out guys. We we really think it's going to help you guys grow your business and think think of it as in a new light and find out about this new revenue stream called tax profit. Yeah, awesome. So I'll definitely include that uh, the link to that website and as well as the code uh, in the show notes. And so, Alan, for people who they want to uh, follow more of your content or they want to ask you questions, what's the best way that they can do that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Vincent. Um, so uh, if they they do, they do want to check out our service, our website is freecashflow.io. Um, we also have a little uh, YouTube channel set up where we try to just just give away like a lot of tax deduction knowledge to people. Uh, it's uh, hard putting out content, but we're trying to put out two videos a week right now to uh, on our channel. It's just called Free Casual Agency. That's the YouTube channel. Um, and then uh, if they if they want if they are interested in our service and want to book a consultation call so we can kind of talk and see if we can fit, uh, they can also book a call at freecashflow.io slash backslash book. Yeah, awesome. So make sure to go ahead and check out those uh, links and also check out the course. So uh, Ellen, before we wrap this up, is there any final thoughts or any um, things you'd like to share that, that maybe I didn't ask? No, I think you did a great job asking a lot of great questions, Vincent. Um, I, well, I mean, I, one thing I just want to emphasize with the audience out there is, you know, really just, you know, you guys work so hard, you know, like I was a Shopify entrepreneur last year. I, I see the hours you got to put in to really make a business work, right? Especially working by yourself. Um, I, I just want, want to emphasize for you guys to make sure you are keeping what you're earning. You know, don't, don't give it away so easily, right? Don't uh, listen to the first accountant you find and, and they, they tell you to pay this, this enormous amount of money and you're like, okay, I guess I have to pay it. And you really start seeing that, oh, the, the amount of profit you thought you were making is suddenly shrinking, you know? So you just make sure that, you know, who, it is important to get help, of course, in, in a various amount of uh, fields. Make sure you're getting someone who really understands your business to help you, you know, whether it's a marketing agency or an ad agency or anyone like that. Just make sure someone to really understand that and really can increase that ROAS for you, right? And on, on us for free cash flow, that's our whole purpose. We really understand online business owners, really understand their business. So we really try to maximize their tax savings. But it, it, anyway, you should always have this thought in mind to 
you know, keep the hard-earned money that that you're making out there and for putting in so many hours as an online entrepreneur. Yeah, excellent advice. And thank you so much uh, for being here, Alan. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, Vincent.